But we want to talk about the women who are inspiring us, the women who are really doing things that, um, uh, you know, we wish maybe we could do sometimes. <laughs> Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 194 of the Unscripted Podcast. I am your host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the maven of mugs, messenger bags, motivational calendars, and miscellaneous mouse pads, the one and only Dr. Oh. Kirby Hossaman. Hey, man. How are you, buddy? Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been... We are living in a weird time, my friend, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm trying to... Uh, wade through all of that, the hype and the hysteria and the truth. And so I'm doing well or as well yep. as I can. So how are you, man? I'm good. I'm uh, getting over a little bit of a, a, a feeling a little funky the last couple days and just going to fight through the podcast today. So if Appreciate I have that. a coughing fit, I have a coughing fit. But no, we are living in strange times where we're all trying to figure out what to do, what not to do in an era where nobody seems to know what to do at all. Yes. But you know who does know something, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Thank you so much for knowing to ask. That would be our good pals over at Next Level Apparel. You know, it really wasn't about reinventing the wheel, Kirby. It's about revolutionizing it. Wow. In 2020, that's this year, for those of you looking at your uh, uh, calendar, Next Level Apparel has transformed the industry's tubular tea by combining art and science to create the 1800 Unisex Ideal Heavyweight Tea. Now, I know you're a big fan of Next Level. I am. You know, what the, their vision, Kirby, was to create a tubular tea that offers an elevated fit, Made of that soft fabric, which I know you love. I know you love that fabric. An everyday function inspired by streetwear, skatewear, surfwear, and workwear. Yeah. And I know you're like a big fan, like I said, of that real soft, soft uh, T-shirt. Well, I'm a fan of it because I think that our end users are a fan of it. I it, like I, I think I mentioned last week, but I think it's worthy of uh, restating. I mean, Next Level is a brand that our customers ask for by name. And that makes yeah. our job of selling much easier. Well, and that's been kind of the transformation in our industry. You know, we used to be we used to shy away from selling quote unquote name brands, and now it's honestly a sales uh, tool yeah, to be able sure. to do that. So, you know, with Next Level, every cut, every thread, and every person has come together to make this durable heavyweight cotton tee the new benchmark in streetwear fit and workwear function. And you really don't want to miss out on this T-shirt. So, go ahead and visit our friends over at Next Level Apparel. dot com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby. Are you ready to record at a hand sanitizer level this week? <laughs> I don't know that it's possible, uh, but I will do my best, my friend. All right, so we talked just a little, again, a little inside baseball here. We did talk a little bit before we started recording the podcast, mm-hmm. and we always talk about how we'd be tone deaf if we didn't talk about things that are trending. And obviously, you know, in one week, the coronavirus has completely taken over uh, a, a lot of lives. Um, you know, uh, I, I've seen planes half empty. Um, you know, looking a lot like 9-11. I flew right after 9-11, six days after 9-11, and the same things I experienced there. I know other people are experiencing now planes that carry 140 people, have 35 people on it, wow. airports empty, things like that. And then when you have large events like South by Southwest canceling, um, Coachella, the, the big one that actually shocked me was the Houston uh, Stock Show and Rodeo. That's a huge thing for the city of Houston. Pearl Jam canceled their tour and more are sure to follow. My kids have been out of school all week. Um, their yeah. spring break is next week. 
Um, and I, uh, I was talking to Sandy last night, and I said, I think we all need to be prepared that school is over for this year in terms of going to class. I think mm-hmm. people are going to spend the next two weeks trying to figure out how to do everything online. Yeah. And so I don't know how we combat the hysteria. Obviously, there's a lot of people in our industry very upset that uh, all the hand sanitizer is gone. Um, I had a list of questions. I, I don't even want to ask them. It's just more of a – I think my biggest concern at this point, it's the, it's, it's the impact on the economy. Um, I'm yeah. really concerned about that, and, and I think uh, you would be as well. So it's one of the things we just kind of have to monitor. Yeah, it, it, to be honest with you, I think it's one of those things where as this started, we, we went down a path, and I almost think for many of us, the idea is, hey, guys, pump the brakes on the hysteria. Pump yep. the brakes. But as it's moved forward, now I'm, you know, I find myself second-guessing my own yep. opinions because, you know, uh, when – as these events are canceled, we, I want to be cognizant of yeah. what I'm doing and yeah. making sure that I'm being smart. But on the other hand, it's like the hysteria is so overwhelming that I'm like, I, it's, it is very hard to understand what to believe and what to understand. But there's no question it's going to affect the economy for sure. Well, and, and my thing is, and I'll be very candid, um, when it first came out, I was like, okay, everybody just kind of chill a little bit. Yes. Here's my concern, um, and I'll be very candid. I'm actually a little scared of this. This is the one. Uh, this is the first time I think I've ever been had a, had a global health scare that I felt very nervous about. It wasn't SARS. It wasn't MERS. H1N1. If you remember that, Mitch, my yeah. son, had H1N1, and so we experienced that. He had pneumonia. He had all of that stuff. That didn't scare me. This one does, and it's because I feel like there's not one singular authority that is saying, here's what you need to do, here's what's going to happen if you get it, here's how to prevent it from spreading. It's like we're all just social distancing. It seems like that's the best thing everybody's doing right now Mm. is social distancing. Um, It's just kind of a scary thing. So it'll bear watching. It will impact lives. I I think live, you know, with the NBA season being canceled last night, or at least put on hiatus for a little bit, Um, no one's going to the NCAA tournament uh, now. It's going to be played as of of this recording by the time this comes out. That could change. Um, so it's just very interesting times. Um, it does impact our industry as events are canceled. Yeah. Um, there's promo out there. But, uh, you know, I think you know, as much as it makes me nervous, I think we need to just keep staying the course and, and try to live our lives. But yeah. I, we talked about we don't want this to become the coronavirus podcast. Yeah, so sure. um, it's just, again, something that's out there. We'd be silly if we didn't mention it. It would be almost ridiculous if we didn't mention it. Yeah. So why don't I take it? This topic yep. and spin it forward on a, I think. In, spin it forward, Kirby. Yeah. And it, so this is an actual topic I was thinking about bringing up. Yeah. And I think we're seeing a little bit of this um, where you're right. You mentioned the idea that hand sanitizer in our industry, people have lost their minds a little bit. And I'm not saying our industry's lost their minds. certainly, right. But the idea that end user requests have gone through the roof for that actually does mm-hmm. make some sense. Of course it does. But of course, this is one of those moments when... Um, you know, there's no way that suppliers could have possibly ever uh, no. imagined uh, this going uh, the way it has. No. And the disparaging comments, the idea that uh, distributors are going uh, sort of publicly dissing um, suppliers, 
it has to stop. This is this yeah. is a moment when you know we we talk about this a lot, you and I, Bill, about yep. this being a partnership. Yep. And guys, like obviously, if they could, suppliers would continue to have it because they would be selling it. So the idea that, that somehow there's a conspiracy to get rid of it is the most absurd thing on the planet. And we need to be we need to be better. If I can <laughs> if I can crystallize your thoughts into words, hey distributors, chill the f out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and I've seen several of, of great great companies, and, and I'm not going to name them just because I don't want to be, be even connected with besmirching them. Right. Great suppliers in our industry, they plan how much hand sanitizer they have because that that's, that's inventory or how much they can manufacture. That's inventory sitting on a shelf. Yep. Um, and for, you know, I, I one that stuck out to me that I saw, and of course it was in Promotional Products Professionals, it was some guy, I ordered a 1,000 pieces of uh, hand sanitizer. They told me they had stock, and then the next day they didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I think things might be moving a little fast for our suppliers <laughs> who are manufacturing and distributing uh, hand sanitizer. So I think that with, there, there's, you should expect some stocking issues. Yeah. Um, should it frustrate you? Of course it should. We yeah. would all love to be perfect with our inventory counts. But for someone to go online name a specific supplier right. and decide to uh, set them aflame just just well it gosh it galls me it really drives me completely bonkers well and it's it's from my perspective it shows that you are the one who is unprofessional well in, yeah. in the moment and oh. and the reality of it is like i think some of uh, the suppliers have done a really good job of saying yeah. look i'm really sorry this is just where we're at every supplier i've seen when they're out they're out there they're here, sorry we're out we're doing the best we can we'll let you know yeah and it, I, I always come back to what would i feel like if my clients did this to me right like if, if my client, if, because I know a distributor has never made a mistake, no. right? Never missed a deadline no. that was their fault. I, the, the idea that they would go online and tell everyone on the planet what a scumbag I was, like right. that, would, that would hurt me to my core. And so the idea that we feel like it's okay to do that to suppliers, I think is just ridiculous. Look, I get it. I get it. You know, as a distributor, you don't produce really anything. You are, in, in the very simplest form, you're a box mover. You move a box from a supplier, you should get it to end user, and very rarely do you even ever see the product. So I get the fact that the entire process is technically outside of your control. Right. But you, you can't have it both ways. It's outside right. of your control, which is frustrating, but don't use that as leverage of, hey, man, I can't do anything about it, and so it's everybody else's fault but mine. I, I always say, Bill, and I, I think in, in a normal setting, <laughs> and I think we've established we are not in a normal time, no. but in a normal setting, I always say that I am in the business of making promises for other people. Exactly. That is my, that is my job. And so I tend to be very careful about who I make promises for. But right. I also think because we're in a not normal time. You have to have grace. In, well, we have to have grace, yes. But I also think that our customers read the news and listen to the news too. They yeah. know we're not in a normal time. It's about communication, it's about professionalism. And so folks, let's 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 all work together. Yes, absolutely. All right. So Kirby, let, let's flip this. I, I yep. don't I like I said we're, we're we've talked too much about coronavirus, I think okay. today. Um, I think well, look, it's all anybody's talking about, but let's give everybody a break. One Dig of it. the one of the favorite things and we did talk about this is one of the few podcasts we talk about in advance and we do it every year. Um, last Sunday was International Women's Day, right. and um, we 
have the, over the last three or four years, right around this time of year, we have a podcast talking about the women we admire uh, in the promotional products industry. Yes. And what I like about this podcast, it really gives us an opportunity to highlight some of those people that really are doing some great things. It's not the promo person of the week, although there may be some overlap. Some of these people may have been promo person of the week. But we want to talk about the women who are inspiring us, the women who are really doing things that – um, uh, you know, we wish maybe we could do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And so do you want to start off, Kirby, or would you like me to? It's up to you. We just want to talk about some of the women who are uh, – and we have not talked about our list. We just nope. talked about let's create our list. So Yeah, I would, I'll let you go first if that's okay. Okay. So I've, I've got I've – got, you know, why, why don't I do one, you do one. That way well, like that. if there's yeah. some overlap, okay? Yeah. So, the, so <clears throat> one of the first ones that came to mind um, was Megan Zezzo, actually. Mm, yeah. um, you know, she I, – I, she works at SNS Activewear as a national accounts manager. And one of the things that – I love what Megan's doing. She has one of the hardest jobs in the world. She – is Dana Zezzo's daughter. Dana Zezzo <laughs> is a titan. Well, no, yeah, no I, joking I, 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 aside, he's a titan of the industry. He is a legend in the industry, and she has done such a wonderful job of creating her own path mm. and building her own brand. Um, not because she didn't want to be part of Dana. I think she's. I know she's very proud to be a Zezzo. Very, very proud to be a Zezzo. But she has charted her own course and made her own path and built her own name. And I think. It's very difficult for Julian Lennon to go into music after John Lennon's your dad. Right. Um, it's, I think it's very hard for someone to come in the promotional products industry with someone like Dana Zezzo as your dad because he's done so many things. And for her to chart her own course, I'm very impressed with. So, so Megan Zezzo was the first one I came up with. That's a super good one. And I actually love that idea because there aren't – you know, there are certainly um, – uh, examples of folks who've come in after their uh, mm-hmm. parents, but it is hard. And yep. so that's a good one. All right. Uh, the one that uh, popped to the top of my list, Carrie Cowden. <laughs> so, I had her, boom, I had Carrie. Okay, so That's Carrie good. Cowden, this is why we do this one by one. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate that. Uh, so Carrie, uh, for those who don't know, uh, obviously someone who has influence in our industry, but she has <laughs> taken over the Promo Cares podcast. Actually, you, I think, started the podcast, but then mm-hmm. she has taken it over and kind of yep. kind of taken it to a new level and certainly um, appreciate what she's doing. And it was great. I got a chance to meet her briefly mm-hmm. uh, at SKUCon this year in Vegas. And I just, I love what she is doing and what she's all about. So yeah, she's terrific and, and definitely has done a much better job of the podcast than I did. I think she, <laughs> no, she does. She, I think she lends a really nice gravitas to that podcast. And I, I absolutely had her on my list. I mean, I could prove it to you, mm-hmm. but... I'm not going to. I trust to. you, bro. Okay. Uh, next one would be uh, Lindsay Davis from okay. uh, uh, Raining Rose. Yeah. She has very quickly, um, she uh, started off in, in the industry selling lip balm uh, for her parents' her, her, her parents' company, and then they sold it to Raining Rose. And she's very quickly gone into Raining Rose and now is running the entire promotional products division. Built one hell of a team. Yes, um, for sure. Which is an incredible feat. Uh, I think what she's doing at, at a very young age, I mean, I don't think Lindsay's much past 30, to be honest with you. I don't know exactly how old she is. I, I just pray she's older than 30. <laughs> she's uh, <coughs> wise me. beyond her years, regardless of her age. But she, what she's done there... Um, is very impressive to me. She has been the promo person the week before, mm-hmm, but I sure. felt it bared repeating just what she's doing. And she does it quietly. She's not a big presence on social media. I think that's by choice. Right. Um, and she has built just an incredible team there over at Raining Rose. So that would be my, my next second one. 
So uh, this is one and it, that uh, we've mentioned before and that I think people always talk of, but it's just one of those where when we do this sort of list, when we do this sort of thing, it's right. who pops to my mind, right? So Charity Gibson. Yep. Uh, Charity is, again, uh, a friend of both of ours, somebody that we both respect. But I think she's one of those people who certainly she's she has a face and a brand in the industry, but I also think she does a lot behind the scenes that – Maybe people don't all know that she does. I love her uh, Badass Women of Promo uh, podcast. Again, she's she is a person who's willing to put herself out there, and I think that, um, I, again, I just admire that, and I respect yeah. that. Now, uh, she has uh, reinvented herself a couple times, and yeah. watching her doing what she does, and she runs social for quite a few, um, quite a few of our uh, uh, industry Great names in our industry, great companies in our industry. She does a wonderful job there. She has the the, the, the badass woman of promo thing, which is really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think what she does, and she's kind of like the Energizer Bunny. I don't think yeah. she ever gets tired, um, <laughs> and that's very inspiring uh, to watch. Um, I'm going to go here, Jessica Gibbons-Rausch. Jessica Gibbons-Rausch, who a lot of people may or may not know, um, been in the industry a long time. I'd say about 12 or 13 years. I actually served with her on the PPA Chicago board quite a, quite a few years ago. Um, she had lost her job, and she started her own company called Trend on Brand. And she's very quickly um, kind of positioned herself as someone who's really watching the retail market and helping clients understand that and, and create better promotional products because of that. Um, she's a promo kitchen chef now, and she's very, very intentional about kind of building her own life in doing it intentionally as you would say you love when people do things intentionally yes. jessica gibbons roush absolutely does that she's done a very intentional job of saying okay i'm tired of other people controlling my destiny i'm going to control it and she she it. really she really has done a, a tremendous job there cool um you actually kind of led me to one that i didn't initially have on my list but i'm gonna i'm gonna audible yep. a little bit yep cola svek yep uh, so so Cola is one of those people who I uh, got to know through the Common Skew sort of platform. I think she's mm-hmm. going to be a speaker at Skew Camp this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cola is a person who I think um, kind of leads with fun, but mm-hmm. also in a chance, as I've had a chance to speak with her, I think they have a whole give back component every single month in their mm-hmm. company where they pick a different um, nonprofit or organization where they not only give to, but they also give of their time as an organization. Yeah. She leads the way with that. Yeah. I remember after my conversation, I came back to my wife and I was like, I want to do more of that. And it was mm-hmm. based on my conversation with Cola. Awesome. Awesome. Do you have one more you want to do? Want to do one more? Sure. Yeah. All right. I've, I've got, okay. Uh, I am going to go um, Meg Erber. Um, mm, Meg okay, Erber, yeah. who, uh, one of the things, and why, why, why Meg? So Meg has been on the Industry Insider podcast for a yep. year now with me, um, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, gosh, I'm, I'm, thank you. God, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, like I said, I'm yes. coming, getting out of a cold. Yep. Jeff Franklin yep. and, and, of course, Stephen McFadden. And, and those are three pretty big personalities. And I will tell you what, not only does she hold her own, mm. she actually does a great job leading that podcast from behind the scenes. She's yep. the one who drives the topic. She's the one who drives, here's when we got to record, guys. And she has been kind of the glue that's held that together. And that's been a podcast that uh, was really a, 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 mind, a brainchild of Stephen and Jeff Franklin. Franklin? Mm-hmm. Jeff yep. Franklin? Jeff Franklin. Um, it's a brainchild of, of those two. And and then I had the thought of, hey, we need a woman's voice here. And we kind of held open auditions. And honestly, uh, 
Meg's the perfect fit for that. Meg's done such a wonderful, wonderful job uh, just killing it on that podcast. And yeah. I think that's great. We don't have enough women voices on podcasts. And so we've no, already mentioned Carrie that. Cowden. We mentioned Charity, who does a podcast, the baddest woman of promo podcast. And so Meg Erber, that's just awesome. So. One yeah, I, so yeah, one more. And I will say that this is funny. I've got several other names yep. on my list, and there's plenty of we can, folks. We, we can run down an honorable mentions at the end. Just yeah, no explanations. Fine. Yeah, so, uh, but uh, but also I would like, I would invite people to, to Please. tag people. That, We're missing everybody. We're yes. missing tons of people. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go with one that would be tough for you to say, but Lori Moore. Uh, Lori Moore, uh, she is the chief fun officer there at Promo Corner. I'm not trying to suck up. She is one of those people who uh, kind of exudes positivity just in my interactions with her, but also online. Uh, I see the idea, again, I'm, I'm thinking of people who inspire me to do better at my job, right? And so when I see the packages that she sort of sends to you guys and your team, I'm like, mm. ooh, I need to do, do more of that. And so yeah. um, I love it. Uh, the biggest compliment I can give to anybody is that they make me want to be better. Yeah. And uh, several of these folks are like that, and Lori Moore is one of them. Awesome. No, that's a great. Actually, it wouldn't have been that hard because I had, uh, let's go through our list of honorable mentions. Okay, so, sure. Right? So my honorable mentions, uh, Heather Dixon, who uh, just started writing a blog for us. Uh, Ooh, just yeah, a that was good. killer writer. Just yeah. a killer writer and kind of had to coax her a little bit to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm so glad she's doing it. Uh, Heather Dixon. Kelly O'Brien from Haynes Brands. Nice. Uh, Kelly has done a really nice job of, of uh, kind of making a name for herself in the apparel side of the industry. And then I did actually put this. My team at Promo Corner, which I intentionally is very female heavy. Um, you've got Lori Moore, who, who you said, great, great job there. Kelsey Cunningham, fantastic yep. job. Amelia Model, Jessica. Jessica Onions, Carrie Ann Jacobs, and Pam Poor. Without those very strong women, we would not be able to do the great things that we do at Promo Corner. And so I would be remiss if I didn't mention them. So Lori got a double mention. Kirby, who are your uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, so I'm just going to go through them pretty quickly here. Yep. Uh, so Heather Mangold from yep. Raining Rose. Catherine Graham, who is always mm-hmm. uh, at the top of my list. Brittany David. Mm-hmm. Um, Teresa Mozillo. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a great one. Yeah, on PPAI board now, uh, obviously with Proforma. Uh, Tina Filipski, mm-hmm. Kim Tadora, who I mentioned as promo person of the week last week. Great. So those and you meant Vera Muzillo on the sorry. PPAI board. I apologize. Yeah. That's okay. No, it's, it's yeah. okay. Just wondering. Uh, but yeah, I was, again, no, that's okay. folks that popped into my head. No, that's great stuff. Uh, I we've, This is actually one of the favorite things we do every year. Yeah. Um, it's fun for us to do it kind of privately and then see what we come up with uh, together. Yeah. So we know we miss people. Yes. Um, we know we missed probably obvious people, and people are going, are you guys kidding me? You guys are complete <laughs> morons. So uh, please are. let us – yeah, we are. So please <laughs> let us know who we missed. Um, but you know who's not morons, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That bear good pals over at TechWeld. Nice. You know, uh, in they, a lot of USA-made products, and especially these days, that's pretty important stuff. <laughs> it's a, you know, As we're in a world filled uh, with worry regarding overseas merchandise, they offer a ton of USA-made products that help separate them from the, the promotional pack. They have that custom packaging, and that is such a huge thing in our industry right now. Um, they like to have, they have to create new things every day. That's kind of a philosophy over there, and their custom packaging division is a super great example of it. Uh, each box kind of takes on a life of its own, and they work to meet every custom packaging specification. I love that. And then also they have this full color process 
lunchboxes. I love retro lunchboxes. I still somewhere, <laughs> my mom's holding it hostage. I have my evil Knievel lunchbox from when I was a kid. Um, but they can either do, that's right, they can do either a decal imprint or a full imprint. They have those full color capabilities on the lunchbox. So you can create your own retro lunchbox. Um, so go ahead and visit techweld.com. See what they're doing in packaging. See what they're doing in those full color process lunch ba- uh, lunchboxes. You're not going to be sorry you did. Cool. All right, you got another topic for us, Kirby? Sure. Um, let's see. So I came across this. Uh, this is one of my LinkedIn finds. Uh, okay. They say, at least once a week, a third of adults ponder what they wish they'd have known when they were younger. According a to third? Wow. Yeah. Uh, 2018, Oprah Winfrey told advice would be to relax and stop being afraid. Okay. Um, another person said not be afraid to take risks. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. I am curious to know. What would you want to tell your younger self? Uh, that's a loaded question, Doctor right. Hossaman. Yeah, no, and, it's, um, and, and honestly, I but I, I don't know what I'm going to say. So I, I, I'm going to say, that in the spirit of this podcast, I'm yeah. going to say the first thing that pops in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would trusted my gut a lot more mm-hmm. early on. That's a um, good. And, and, and I'll extrapolate that into for a very, <laughs> very long time. Um, I, I live my life in fear, um, scared to make uh, a, a decision, scared to have us take, scared to uh, have a stance, scared to do anything. And so, you know, I lived a lot of my professional life, um, especially professionally, um, being uh, just kind of keeping my thoughts to myself. Mm. And then there was this point where I had lost uh, my job and, um, and I decided – and it was at Halo. After I lost my job at Halo, I, I never really said, spoke in my mind respectfully. I had never, I mean, I put some ideas out there and things like that, but never really embraced who the hell I was. Right. Um, you know, it, we always say how long it takes someone to get comfortable in their own skin, and the sooner you are comfortable in your own skin, the more successful you're going to be, and the quicker you're going to achieve that success. I wouldn't come from my own skin until I got uh, shit canned from Halo, quite frankly, and mm. kind of decided I am going to follow. My gut, because I made a decision when I was interviewing uh, that I was just being honest and speaking my mind. Here's what I think. Here's what I wouldn't do. Instead of interviewing, and what do I think he wants to hear or she wants right. to hear? And I thought, and people were like, wow, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought of it that way. And I'm like, you know what? I need to trust my gut more. And the more I did it, it, became, it gave me confidence, which I didn't have. It gave me um, a purpose, which I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, you, you kind of have to balance that out. I mean, I'm not always right. Trust me. But, yeah, I would give, I would trust my gut more. Because, I, you know, I, I remember having to tell, literally, in my brain, Kirby, having to tell myself when I was scared to say something or speak up is, hey, you're smart. You know what you're talking about. Mm. It's okay. And and that's a weird thing to admit, but I'll admit it. So there you go. What about you? Boy, that's and that's a really good one, Bill. Um, I think the idea of trusting your gut is really interesting. I would go a different way for that, is that I've developed a what I, I actually like to call it my spidey sense. When I mm-hmm. don't have a like, like somebody is presented to me and for whatever reason my vibe doesn't jibe with theirs and I can't articulate it, I find that I tend to be right. Mm-hmm. And that's my spidey sense, right? So that's like, I love that you brought up the trust yeah. your gut. But honestly, uh, be strong enough to ask for help. Yep, oh, absolutely. Um, I, I have always been, if it's to be, it's up to me. And mm-hmm. that's served me well. Yep. But I think it serves you well to a point. 
right? And uh, it's not his quote. It's an African proverb, I think, but Danny Rosen always talks about if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, Far, go together, yeah. yeah. Yeah, But I, I, though, if it's to be is up to me, it's is important because I think it does allow you to put yourself out there. Oh, no question. But I think as I've gotten older, the willingness for me to go, okay, I don't need the credit. I don't, and and I'm still working on that, by the way. We all are. Uh, But like the example I use is when I I started a retail business um, and my next door neighbor has one of the most successful retail businesses in Coshocton County, still does. Mm -hmm. And I don't still have a retail business. And I never asked him what to do. I never went to him and said, hey, what advice do you have? And it was, the irony is that it was faux, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It was like confidence, but it was really insecurity. Yep. And so be willing to ask for help. Well, and you, you're dead on. And that's a great one, Kirby. And I love the example you used. You know, sometimes that unabashed confidence that people yeah. put outward is really hiding a ton of insecurity. Yep. Um, great. I love that topic, Kirby. Let's do a quick one. This is just kind of fun. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you saw this. So there's been a proliferation of fast food, excuse me, quick service restaurants. Um, that's what they like to be called now. Uh, quick service restaurants getting into the uh, promotional products game with some very interesting products. We've talked about Arby's doing things in the past. Well, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken's back at it. I don't know if you saw. I didn't. Uh, they had a KFC croc. So it was those crocs shoes. Mm. It had a dangling chicken drumstick on top. Well, that, that got my attention. Now McDonald's. Okay. Your good pals over from Oak Brook, Illinois, Mickey D's. Okay. Selling burger-scented candles. If you go to goldenarchesunlimited.com, that's goldenarchesunlimited.com. And I'm not going to say you won't be sorry you did, because I you might be. Yeah. You can get a six-pack with the theme, a six-pack of these candles. The theme is a quarter pounder of cheese. The scents of these candles are bun, ketchup, pickle, cheese, onion, and 100 fresh, 100% fresh beef, Kirby. Wow. So where does this stop? I mean, it's funny, but who the hell wants an onion-scented onion. candle? That's, ex- that's exactly where my mind went. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so gross. Uh, so where does it stop? I, I don't it, know. Yeah, I don't know if it does. I don't know that it does. I, I'll be honest. I, that was That's one that is, is amusing to me yeah. and good for whoever – uh, convince them to do that and, and well, made that sale, but yeah, we may joke I'm, I'm about out. it. But I flip and love the creativity. Oh, I yeah. absolutely love it, and I think people buy those things. No one probably they light the candles probably for two seconds or not even lighter. <laughs> they probably just smell them. Just go, holy crap! Why would I want that? <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any one you'd like to see get involved in this, uh, or, or you, you know, some something you'd like to see? You know, I think the thing that pops into my head immediately is Sam Adams. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, good lord! So then your house will smell like a frat house the day yeah. after a party. But well, it wouldn't have to be candles. It could be anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking candles because no, I was could, like, could be anything you want, Kirby. This is uh, your podcast. It's your dime, your dance floor. You know, I I think that the, I actually, generally speaking, really like this creativity. I, I'm I not, do too. You know, the the idea of the candle is one thing, but <laughs> any of the the organizations that. Uh, tie themselves to branded merchandise and do it in a creative way. Yeah. I, I'm kind of down with it. Because I am too. I'd actually probably wear, if it's done really well, like I'm in, in my mind, McDonald's, right? So yeah. I'm not like a, a giant fan of McDonald's, but if they did some cool socks, yeah. I might be in. Uh, and I think they did some a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and look, I, I, there are some things that are just pervasive 
in our, our, our marketing brains, especially just even if you're not in marketing, it's just branding growing up. And I remember the old commercial for, uh, and I'm sure you know this too. What are, what are the ingredients for a Big Mac, Kirby? Two all-beef uh, patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles on, yeah. on a sesame seed bun, right? Yeah. And they used to have a T-shirt that had a Big Mac on front and had that little jingle on the back. I'd love that. I'd love yeah. to find one of those. So yeah. it, it, there, there's some method to this madness. Okay, Kirby, so we're at the time of the podcast. We're going to talk about the promo person of the week. Yep. It is my week this week, and yep. it's dedicated to highlight that one person who's grabbing our attention. In the spirit of our kind of women-themed podcast this week, um, I did intentionally pick a woman, a young woman, who I have found to be extraordinarily impressive. Um, you may or may not know her. Julie Kwan, who is the professional development manager at PPAI. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so she is she leads kind of the diversity and inclusion initiative for PPAI. Yeah. I had a chance to talk with her about 18 months ago. She was looking to kind of start a podcast. I was at LDW, and she actually sat with me as you and I recorded this podcast. Um, and that was fine, and that was wonderful and happy to help. I, anybody want, you know, you and I both get asked yeah. all the time, how do you start a podcast, what do you yeah. do, and we're happy to – there's no secret sauce here. You just kind of do it, but we're happy to help and assist in any way, shape, or form. But then her and I had a conversation about for about 45 minutes just about what diversity meant, what inclusion meant. And I don't know how old Julie is. She's certainly at least 15, 20 years younger than me, if not a little even more. Yeah, you need to and, stop guessing on that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but she, you know, the conversation we had, which was, you know, I am generic white guy. She is Asian American. Um, just a really honest conversation, and and it, I never felt awkward or anything. I felt very mm-hmm. we could be open with each other, and I will tell you, I walked away from that meeting with her, so impressed uh, that someone that young had such uh, tremendous foresight, tremendous brain, and the way she wants to create inclusion. Uh, just super, super, super impressive. So Julie Kwan absolutely uh, is my promo person of the week. Absolutely love that one. I've had a chance to meet Julie a couple times, and you're right. She just has um, a gravitas yeah. uh, and a perspective that I think we all need. And I yeah. think that the idea of us being able to have those discussions mm-hmm. in a, um, a non – we're just not having enough of them in non-accusatory, non-emotional ways yeah. so that we can better understand each perspective – those push us forward as a as a culture. And well, I, and I'll tell the story. I mean, I'm real quick. I, one of the stories I told her, I said, you know, when I worked at Guy Brown, um, the company was woman owned and minority owned, and so we would go to um, the National um, Minority Supplier Development Council mm-hmm. convention every year. And I remember the first time I went, and it was in Atlanta. And I went to my boss one day. She goes, "I want you to go to this one. It's really focused on automobiles, things like that." And I walked into a room. And I'd say there were probably 100 people in the room, and I would say 98% of them were African-American. And I walk in the room as a generic white guy, and, and I remember, I'll never forget it. And I, I'll never forget I And I felt awkward. I felt mm-hmm. uncomfortable because I was one of the, if not the only white person, the, 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 the one of the only few. And I was like, I think I finally understand what a lot of people who are of, of different color feel like walking into a room and it really opened my eyes to things and we had that conversation and she i just remember that conversation just really interesting um, yeah. perspective just a big huge 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 fan 
All right, cool. Kirby. So we're changing things up on the podcast. As soon as we get to a place of comfort, we decide to blow it up. So we've been doing the um, best thing ever for a while. We've decided that's becoming the worst part of the podcast um, because it's hard to come up with stuff. So we are uh, changing that up a little bit here. And so what we're going to do going forward for until we choose not to do it is something called dealer's choice. Mm-hmm. So the person who doesn't have the promo person of the week that week can do anything you want. Another mm-hmm. topic, do you want to do best thing ever? It could be a rapid fire. We could bring that back. It could be something personal. Anything you want. So, Kirby, for the next 90 seconds to two minutes, the floor is yours. All right. So, uh, the dealer's choice this time is I, I had a best thing ever just in case, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't like it, and so I'm not going to go with it. So I like it. One of the things that we, we started the podcast with sort of what is going on, but what I found is we are more and more – it's more important now than ever before, and I've been saying it's important for a long time to push good into your brain. Yes. Uh, intentionally. Yes. Um, I, you know, I have routines um, where I try to do that first thing in the morning, and I will tell you, over the last couple weeks, it's been harder and harder. Um, and one of the places where I do it is, you know, I try to create a, a morning mm-hmm. time where I meditate a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have gotten out of the habit mm-hmm. of doing that. Mm-hmm. Because it's so hard to avoid negativity or just, you know, the information overload, I have been trying to get back into the habit of pushing good intentionally mm-hmm. into my brain. Mm-hmm. Do you do that? Do you, and if you do, what do you do to just try and, because you've talked about sort of your lunchtime routine. Is yeah. there, are, are you modifying that in the world we live in now or are you just sticking with your... How you do it? I don't intentionally do that stuff, and I wish I'd probably do more of that. I mean, I do some meditation, but it's not really meditation. It's just quiet. quiet. You know, I need mm-hmm. quiet uh, once or twice a day. Um, I, I don't <clears throat> intentionally seek out the good. Um, that sounds probably very strange to say. I don't necessarily, you know, no, intentionally push good in my brain, but what I do is make sure I've got my filter on and I keep the bad shit out. Um, I, I like to think I have a pretty good BS detector. Um, if I feel like something is, is making me not feel great, I just move on. Right. Um, and so I don't intentionally do that, Kirby. Um, and I probably should look at that a little more. Like I said, I do intentionally take time for myself every day to right. meditate, take a few minutes, and just kind of center, recenter myself. Yeah. Um, it's just too easy to get caught up in, in the million things we're all busy doing. But I don't, uh, I don't feel this. I think what you're telling me, or what I'm getting from you, is you kind of feel this, man, this constant struggle. Of sometimes I get so much crap being pushed at me, I start feeling like crap. Yeah. I don't feel that. Um, that's just not how I'm wired. That's 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 just. I think that's different strokes for different folks. Sure, category. Sure, sure. I just tend to if if I don't, I just don't. I try to keep it away all the time. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't get yeah. bogged down in it. That's just not my personality. Yeah, I find that that um, when I am unintentional about it, it's not yeah. that like all of a sudden my day's crappy. Yeah. But I think I, I feel more chaotic. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because that I it's get. like you do feel more reactive. Yeah. And for whatever reason, when I'm intentional in that, I'm like, okay, I just feel like I have better is, perspective. Is that maybe a byproduct of saying yes to too many things and not saying no? I mean, maybe, but I really do think that there is a time where uh, I I get mental fatigue from the constant barrage yeah. of whatever it is we, we all do like yeah. it, you know so here's the thing so i guess i am intentional so i'm not going to go floating around cnn today because i right. don't need a coronavirus update every 14 seconds yes something big happens i'm sure i'm going to find out about it and i'll find <laughs> yes, out about it on my, i'm going to find out about it 
probably not even on my terms, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. So, no, I get it. I get it. Great stuff. All right. So, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank our wonderful sponsor at Next Level Apparel. You know, they talk, their vision is to create that tubular tee that offers the elevated fit made of that soft fabric we both love. And everyday function is fired by streetwear, skatewear, surfwear, and workwear. Really great stuff they're doing over at Next Level Apparel. You do not want to miss out on this new t-shirt, the 1800 Unisex Ideal Heavyweight Tee. Head over to nextlevel.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, love this podcast. Love when we get to talk about some people who are shaking things up. Yep. Uh, and it's always fun to cast uh, cast a little spotlight on, on maybe people who haven't had that done. So thank you for doing this, and I wish you a safe uh, coronavirus-free day. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.